Hello, everybody. Welcome to American Pale Males, your nerdy beer tasting podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, and with me is the other host. It's me, Jeremy Michael. How in the world are you? Doing good. I'm ready for the new little series we have lined up, which we'll be getting into later in the FDR. New season. Yeah, We're new back. Season. We uh, are gone from the oddly delightful gasoline alley. Yeah, right. Yes. Would we call it delightful? I don't know. Uh, it was weird, that's for sure. Shocking. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess let's get into it with some beer brags, Jeremy. Gotcha. Michael, what do you have for me? I'm going to throw it at you first. Oh. So, Jeremy, what was the name of that Brute IPA that you had? It was uh, Brute's Best by Lion Bridge and Confluence. I had that beer. So I've been told. Yes. Uh, I had crazy neighbor of the show, Steve, over this past weekend, and he brought up that beer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it the episode had come out when he got that. Yeah. I think he just sort of randomly got that on, like, Happy Accident style. Maybe, yes. Now that you say that, that sounds right. And, I, yeah, I had it. It was good. It's darned good, Michael. Yeah. It's weird. Obviously has the brute IPA characteristics, but for me it was the fruitiest um, and a hot fruitiness, not like a juice fruitiness. Mm -hmm. Brute IPA that I've had. Okay. And that robust flavor, it was really good. The best brute to date for me. That was, so that one for me was almost as dry as the uh, the dragon there. Did you notice it being like bone dry? Oh, yeah, it's very dry. Okay, good. Which is what I like about those. And the hop in it is, and this is true for other brewed IPAs, but especially this one, almost exclusively flavoring hops. Mm -hmm. No bittering hops. So even though it's a IPA maybe by technical standards, it's not very bitter. It has a bitterness to it, mm -hmm. but it's not flat out bitter. Yes, correct. So I, I quite enjoyed it. And he left some here, so I'm looking forward to trying it more. and That turd. Digging into it. I'm jealous because I don't have any more. <laughs> I'm glad the fates lined up. Yeah, me too. It panned out nicely for the show. <laughs> it did. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, thanks, Steve. You jerk. <laughs> Jeremy, your beer brag? I was a little worried that I wouldn't have anything, but then thankfully Council of the Show left beer at my house. Uh, he and <laughs> his lady were in town for my fiance's birthday, and he brought UFO Brewing's Georgia Peach a refreshing Hefeweizen with right-off-the-peach-tree flavor. So, I did some digging on this, and I think this is a Harpoon subsidiary. Harpoon. Okay, so out east. I believe so. I had okay. never heard of this before. No, neither have I. It, okay, I stand corrected. UFO is the uh, the name of the Hefe. It is from Harpoon. Okay, that, okay, that clears up a little bit. Yeah, I was confused because there's not exactly a big uh, logo on the can or anything like that. Okay. But so UFO is their, uh, is their Hefe and it's just a variant on there. It is not a terribly yeasty Hefe but it is a solid beer. It's uh, The peach is just right and I can't for the life of me think of another peach beer that I've had but it works well especially in the uh, wheat styles like i imagine this would work really well with like a bubblegummy yeast mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but uh yeah ufo hefe georgia peach i dig it it's good stuff i think there's like one left in the fridge interesting okay mm -hmm. okay jeremy michael last week we talked about lawnmower beers yet we did. again 
we do. It's it seems to be a bit of a theme. And we're talking about having a an award show for this. Oh God! But unfortunately, we couldn't have the award show because the tops and tails are at the cleaner. I know. We <laughs> talked about this. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> but uh, because uh, we needed to get through the summer in order to retrospectively rate the best lawnmower beer of the year. Oh yeah. Then I thought, what about last year? It's zeroth annual. <laughs> Lawnmower Beer Awards, 2018 edition. Well done. For the listener, sometimes Michael tells me he has surprises lined up. (laughs) So we don't really plan when we do this, and we tend to spring things on one another. And it makes things lively and happy. Anyways, with zeroth year... Zeroth annual, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On on with the awards. Okay. So the nominees are any beer that we FDR'd anytime within Jabroni Summer... So between Memorial Day and Labor Day. Yeah, Jabroni Summer. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I have a list here. I guess I'm going to try to go through it quickly. I think, though, we can tell the candidates and maybe we can focus on those. Mm-hmm. I'll stick to ones that just you and I had because some of these are Steve ones. So Steve Weiser's. St- I was just going to say that. So these are the ones that you and I had within that time frame last year. Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze. Good. Exile Lemon Trail. That was good. Magic Hat Zirkus Boy. I don't remember it. Surly Hell. That was good. Raspberry Latte Stout. Not a lawnmower beer. Yeah, okay. Buffalo Sweat. Not a lawnmower beer. Dayglow IPA. Okay. Hopalicious. Oh, yeah. From Ale Asylum. Yeah. Orville. <laughs> That'd be a weird lawnmower Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want some nice tanned leather taste after my... Every time I mow the lawn. Yeah. Uh, then we had a brewery blowout from Reunion. Oh, yeah. Uh, so oh, they man. have quite a few up here. Yeah, Juice Factory, Sucker Punch, The Hermit, Black Lager, Vienna Gold Lager, hmm. Something Wicked Sour. We had Einger, Einger. We never did figure that out. Oktoberfest Marzen, yeah. So good. IBC Spicoli and Tank Puncher IPA. Also from Reunion. Also Reunion. So... My gut reaction goes to Lemon Trail. Oh, I didn't think you were going to go with that. But that... Because there's a lot of those in there that were pretty malty and yeasty and stouty and what have you. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to just eliminate the Belgians and the weird stuff. So that, there goes the Hermit. There goes the Orville. Yes. Anything dark is not going to work. So there goes the Latte Stout. There goes the Buffalo Sweat. Yeah. IPAs can be good, but I guess it depends. I think a Tank Puncher as an IPA maybe could do it. Tank Puncher could work. That's pretty refreshing. But it is awfully heavy. It's true. Yeah, that's pretty it is high. A du- it is a double. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Good but point. maybe it's what you need after mowing lawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think Lemon Trail is good. I think Surly Hell. Yeah. I, I think uh, Reunion of the Vienna Gold Lager. That was good. Candidate. Yeah. No, I, I kind of forgot about Lemon Trail. You pointed it out, really underscores that, that. I think that's the one. It's bright. It's refreshing. It's, if memory serves, it did not get lost, or the beerosity did not get lost in it. No, it was very lemon drop hops, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Featured prominently. And um, yeah, it wasn't like this citrusy, shandy thing. Oh. No, it was very much a beer. Easy to drink, but still complex. I mean, not complex, but flavorful enough oh yeah it, yeah. it was sort of like if uh the Kugel shandy was like an actual beer and not like 
a soft drink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. th- thank you. That's that's exactly yeah. what it needed to be said. So, uh, yeah, Exile Brewing's Lemon Trail. Uh, that was a lot quicker than I thought it would be. Yeah, um, and, and not only that, I believe that this weekend is their annual Lemon Trail 5K. Oh, c- the bikes. Yeah, and you, you run or bike the 5K, and then they... Uh, they give you a free lemon trail at the end. Nice. Was that lemon riding a bike on it? I believe so. So there you go. Uh, Exile, we will send you... Trophies in the mail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whenever they're made, if they're ever made, a trophy of Pierce Brosnan God. nude behind a lawnmower eating the grass clippings. Uh-huh. Once again, it should be Jeff Fahey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows who that is. What was he in that people know him from? He was in Lost. He was the pilot. The pilot in Lost? Did he survive? I don't remember. Hmm. You're going to see him and you're going to be mad at yourself. Oh. Wait, he was the drunken guy? Oh, that guy? It was Lapidus. That was his name. Oh. See, he he does not look like Lawnmower Man. I mean, he looks totally different in Lawnmower Man. He does. I mean, 30 years ago or whatever. Well, yeah. Do you think we should change it to Jeff here? Now that I know who he is more? Have you seen the picture of him in a lawnmower man? Yeah, he looks... He he didn't have the silver fox going on back then. Right. He was a long-haired blonde wearing a uh, overalls. You do whatever you need to do, Michael. Hmm. Well, I'll look into this design further. Sounds good. All right. Well, the Zeroth Annual uh, Lawnmower Man Awards have come to a close. It definitely needs to stay that name. <laughs> the Lawnmower Man Awards? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Michael. Yes. Michael, is it time? It's time. And we should introduce not only the FDR beer and the FDR itself, but the new uh, series we're planning here. Indeed. Uh, Michael, we're, uh, we're hitting the road. Yeah, it's summertime. It's time to go on a road trip. Where are we going, Jeremy? Well, Michael, where are we going? We are going across the great state of Iowa. And uh, for those that do not know, each year in the great state of Iowa, there is the Register's annual great bike ride across Iowa. Good Lord, that's redundant. But uh, <laughs> it's a.k.a. Ragbri. And this year, in a move that is sure to uh, cheese off a number of local slash local-ish breweries, Ragbri has an official beer. Oh, yes. I noticed that on this can. And uh, Michael, that beer is from my beloved Big Grove Brewing. It is called Tailwind. Right. Now, did Big Grove originate in Solon? It did originate in Solon. Okay. So that's the first stop on the road trip. I guess so. <laughs> it's also found here, you know, in Iowa City. But yeah. we're, we're going to say Solon. So there's not a whole lot of trivia about Solon. They're good at, like, high school sports, and that's kind of about it. Can you guess the population? Well, I was just there at OG Big Grove like two days ago. Uh-huh. And they made a strawberry rhubarb goza that was really good. I gave them the idea, clearly, from a couple years back. But, <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, That's right. That was a big project. Yeah, it was a big project. I want to say 3,500. Ooh, pretty close. As of 2016, it was 2,587. That's bigger than my hometown. Oh, really? But ever so slightly. And my hometown does not have a dope brewery in it, which is unfortunate. Mm. You even heard me looking for roadside attractions and Atlas Obscurica links uh-huh. before the show, and I was coming up empty-handed. That's how small it is. It's, it's true. 
yeah, I don't, I don't have any. I'm looking through the Wikipedia. Uh, you know, the town is 1.39 square miles. Jeremy, let's go back to Ragbri. <laughs> that might be more <laughs> oh, okay. interesting to talk about. Uh, so I, I have a press release from when this came out, or when okay. this was announced earlier in the year from aforementioned Register, a.k.a. the Des Moines Register, a.k.a. the R and Ragbri. This is from January 26th, 2019. Get ready to put your lips on some locally crafted beer uniquely brewed for Ragbri this year. Big Grove Brewery out of Iowa City and Solon is brewing Tailwind, a 16-ounce golden ale that will be available at all of the Ragbri towns, Ragbri training rides, and at the Iowa Craft Beer Tents. It is made from an English yeast strain, said Doug Goetsch, co-founder of Big Grove. The two-year partnership between Ragbri and Big Grove will include beer cans that feature the Ragbri logo and each of the towns printed at the top of the cans. Tailwind is a beer with wide appeal that isn't too hoppy, Goch said. People will be able to drink several cans of it and still be able to bike. We want it to be crushable. <laughs> hey, that's that's lawnmower man potential. It, it is. So, for those that are unaware, um, Ragbri is basically a rolling kegger. Yeah, it's kind of a party across the state from river to river, Missouri to Mississippi. So, Iowa's about, like, what, uh, 400, 450 miles wide? Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. So it's something like that. Okay, I, th- I, I, th- I think the Davenport exit is about 300, so 300, but it's not in a straight line when they do this. They go up, down, left, right. I think it's it's about, uh, I want to say like a 40, 50-mile average bike ride per day for seven days straight, which for we mere mortals is nothing to sneeze at, but people do this, and they'll hammer through it, the riding part of it, in about four hours, mm-hmm. and then there will just be beer all day long barbecue yeah it's there's just food rolling breweries i mean i distinctly remember rag break coming through my hometown when i was but a lad and it it's insane it's if i could ride a bike without breaking you know multiple bones in my body (laughs) i would consider it but i don't know if i can i know some people who did it including a dad of the show uh, future father-in-law of the show has done it several years and uh, in order to train he rode from Marion, Iowa to Riverside on this past uh, weekend and he did it for fun which does not sound like my idea of fun because that's <laughs> like a 45 mile drive right uh, so this is uh, for Ragbri oh boy XLVII that would be 47 47 and uh, yeah, across the top, like you said in the press release, uh, it starts at Council Bluffs, Atlantic, Winterset, Atlantic, Nola. ew. <laughs> uh, is that some rivalry between your old hometown, Jeremy? It's, it's 25 miles south of where I grew up, and it's uh, it's gross. I believe they just opened a an ethanol plant down there. Oh, boy. Um, when, when I was in high school, Atlantic was mostly known for being a methamphetamine capital before meth was cool. Uh, okay. Yeah. So they're it's, cutting it's, edge. It, it's kind of scummy. <laughs> um, Centerville, Fairfield, Burlington. Oh, that just flooded. And Keokuk. So, and every year the destinations change within the state too. Yes. Anything else about Ragbri? I mean, or the beer? Tailwind makes sense. You want a tailwind when you're riding a bike. So uh, one one thing that's been uh, curious to me about this is when craft brewing especially hyper local craft brewing sort of like you know big grove or reunion things of that nature try to horn in on the macro brewing when i was at 
aforementioned Big Grove this past weekend, uh, future father-in-law of the show did have two of these, and he is a Michelob Ultraman through and through. Right, kind of uh, that style, that accessible styles. Mm-hmm. The yellow beer. Yes. I couldn't tell if it was because he's you know a fan of the beer or if he's a fan of Ragbri. I suspect <laughs> it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice when a craft brewer can do that style, but also put a little... I don't know, they have like more liberty to put a little oomph into it, a little twist, a little something, a little hook. Uh, that helps you appreciate the style and the beer a little more, or a lot more. <laughs> I mean, there probably are going to be like people just with foam domes driving down the road with these things on. The cops allegedly look for drunk bicycling because it's operating while intoxicated, not driving while intoxicated in Iowa. Sure. Which yeah. means you can get busted on a riding lawnmower. Mm-hmm. But regardless, um, should we open this beer up, Michael? Yes. I'm, cu- I'm curious to see how this pans out because I have not had this yet. I had the opportunity to do so. But I chose to pass, and I went with that strawberry rhubarb goza. Okay. And I was right. I should have done that. These are in tall boys, too, by the way. Yes. Yeah, good Yeah. Good point. Little flavor text. Tailwind is a celebration of all things Ragbri and Big Grove Brewery. We brewed this light, refreshing golden ale for the, quote, oldest, largest, and longest recreational bicycle touring event in the world, end quote. Relax and embrace the tailwind. And it has a little picture of Iowa... One week, 427 miles. My it's weird because they go to Burlington and then they go down to Keokuk, which are both on the Mississippi. It's oh, like, yeah. It's weird this year. Usually it ends at a Mississippi town, but I guess they're, I don't know, yeah, making they, it a little longer by doing two Mississippi towns. Yeah, they, they definitely dip the tires in the Missouri and then the Mississippi as well. Um, Michael, while you're going in for the initial sip, I'm going to say that this is uh, golden and... So they have that part down. That's mm-hmm. pretty solid. Well, I, I just got a little foam. So you go in for the first sip. I'll tell you the smell. It's very uh, grainy. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost to a kind of a metallic sense, but um, we'll see if that goes through in the taste. But yeah, but re- really sweet grain. Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty spot on, Michael. Wow, that's easy to drink. Yeah, this, I mean, did we say the ABV on this? No, I was actually looking for that, and I couldn't find it. Is it not on the can? I I, I didn't see it there. Maybe it's not a, a legal requirement in Iowa. There might be a tag over it. I did peel off the tag. I did not. Um, Let me dig on uh, untapped. I'll bet it has it there. Okay. So this opens up with a nice malt flavor, and then it finishes pretty sweet, actually. Uh, not sugary sweet, obviously, but a grainy... Mm-hmm. sweetness reminds me a bit uh, of grain belt but it has more a little more depth and a little more body to it than a grain belt mm-hmm. 4.5 percent abv well, there you go so right now i think that this is more of a uh novelty is not the right word because it's not a novelty this is a solid golden ale an anomaly for big grove i mean i guess technically it is but this is definitely easy drinking, as you established. Mm-hmm. It is slightly sweet. I imagine this might be interminable if it's warm, like truly warm. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That said, this is good. I don't know much about what this English yeast strain is. Oh, yeah. But it mm. it does have kind of a an old-worldy f- flavor to it. 
Yeah, I want. It almost has a. The more that I have it, I wonder if there's noble hops in there. I would suspect there are. Cause now that I taste it more, it almost has like a, a pilsner type quality to it. It's not super strong like a straight up pilsner, but D- it doesn't have the spice of a pilsner. Right. But it has some of the earthiness. I'm going to have to talk with. We have wedding shenanigans going on in a eh, a week from this weekend, and future father-in-law will be here. So maybe I'll su- get him and my father some tailwind and see what they think about it. Because yeah. neither of them are big craft beer fans. They'll both try almost anything short of hot bombs. But I'm curious because like right now, I'm having trouble placing this in my mind. I don't know where it fits in. Um, you know, and I think the other thing too... At least on the show, we don't have this type of beer too mm. often. It's kind of straightforward. Yellow beer. By being a straightforward, quote-unquote, traditional beer, it's throwing us for a loop a little bit. We have had quite a few IPAs in the past however long, but I feel like we're going to be going a bit varied this season. Yes. Do we think this has lawnmower ability? I think so. I think it's kind of right in that wheelhouse. Um, I think the finish might not be the cleanest, but... It's not. might be part of the yeast, honestly. Uh, maybe a little yeast, a little of the grain. Yeah, I'm trying to find more about this beer. All I'm getting, like you mentioned, is the press release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not... I've, I've noticed that Big Grove doesn't have a ton like a of writing about their beers. They don't? Yeah. Um, um, which which is unfortunate because I mean here we are trying to pimp their beers <laughs> on nation nationwide I might add <laughs> worldwide worldwide uh-huh. but uh yeah we, I guess we have to use our own words and thoughts to <laughs> in which to do this oh God I hate that I know me too <sighs> I don't know if mine is as cold as it should be yeah, it benefits from being cold I think and as it warms up. It's know. it's not getting worse. It's just getting different. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to say. Yeah. That's exactly what I got hung up on there. Um, this is a frisbee beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think I was unceremoniously uh, retired from frisbee by not playing for the past two years, and my due to injury. Due due to injury and my paranoia. I think is the right word of being injured this year. Because I cannot afford another injury this year. No. Uh, literally and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is this is one of those things where, so, ultimate frisbee is a uh, it's a very beer swilling sport. It's one it's it's sort of like a uh, bowling, and you okay. can you can have like a few beers and still be fine, because basically, at its core. All you really have to do is run and get in the way of other people. Okay. Because if you can't catch it, whatever, that's fine. You just need to run around and distract people. Play defense. You can play defense by getting in the way, which is... Just being a person. Which is what I tended to do because I can't throw the disc to save my life. Okay. There's a lot of bush light that goes around those things. There's a lot of Coors light that goes around these things. But friend of the show, Drew, is a craft beer guy, and he is a two-hearted man which is a bit strong mm. for me playing that because uh yeah because i don't know when the last time you ran like hard was i'm assuming it's been just a minute or two but when i would 
play this, you know, you'd run hard and I would get the weird coppery taste in my mouth that you get when you're out of shape and you're running real hard <laughs> yeah. because you have to sprint in ultimate. Oh yeah. But after A two lot. bush lights, man, you can sprint all day. It'll <laughs> be fine. And it's not like you're drunk or anything. You just don't care. <laughs> yeah, okay. definitely see uh, this becoming a thing at Frisbee. And I'm going to look into that right now and get some messaging sent out. So to be continued on this Frisbee thing. But this is this mm-hmm. is a fairly clear beer with a slight haze to it. It's not uh, like cold filtered or anything like that. Does it bug you when beers say, we're cold lagered because yeah. we want cold beer? What does it even mean, you know? Because by definition, a lager is cold. It's marketing. Yeah, it is marketing. You know what? I'm just going to go out to Frisbee one of these days and see what people think about this. Ooh, I like that. I'm just I'm just going to I'm just going to Man on go. the streets. Man on the streets. I don't know if I'll record anything, but I will uh, figure it out. We're kind of spinning our tires here on this one. I know, yeah. Maybe we... Okay, should we get into the rating? Maybe a final statement with a rating? Okay, what do you like about this beer? Uh, okay, here we go. That That is what I'm going to do every time I can't figure it out. It's just, what do you like about this beer? What do you dislike about this beer? Uh, okay, what I like. Easy to drink. Very. Upfront flavor I like a lot. Uh, it has a nice... We didn't mention this yet, but a nice fizz mm-hmm. um, that accompanies this nice golden malt flavor. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the beer that I'm getting into more and more. Just plain? I'm going vanilla for a little bit. Plain is plain is not the right word because this is not plain. Oh, gee, I don't know. But that's what I like. Classic? Um, classic, there you go. What I dislike is the finish is a little too sweet. And I don't know, I can't quite pinpoint where it's off a little bit for me. Like we said, is mm-hmm. it the yeast? Is it... That noble hopping question mark, or is it the um, just like the overly sweet malts lingering a bit too long? So those are my likes and dislikes, Jeremy. Uh, my likes and dislikes are I like the uh, the quaffability. Yes, this is an extremely drinkable beer, and at four point eight, it does not overstay its welcome. I worry that this could be a little too fizzy for the bicycling crowd, but I like the yeast. I like the finish on this. I like that it's different because, as you've established, we do not have many golden ales. And I would be willing to posit that this might be one of the first gold, just straight-up golden ales that we've had on the show, at least in my time anyway, because we've had Belgian golden ales, to be sure. But I am torn. I like this beer, but it's just kind of there. Yeah, there's something that is hanging me up from ranting and raving about it. But I still like it a lot, though. It's a strange yeah, dichotomy. Um, should we... Did you did you give this a score? No, I have not yet given it a score. Give it a score. How far down are you on this thing? So I'm about eight ounces in. I got like four ounces left. Why is this wizard with tall boys? That seems like a terrible idea. Yes, it does. and uh... Which means we're going to do it at my bachelor party. <laughs> um, let me take a sip of judgment here. I'm actually okay. wavering between a few ratings. I've, I, When we first started this beer, I was pretty high up on the rating scale. And now I'm putting that into check. But here's the okay. SRJ. So while you're doing that, I want you to think about what would be worse. Tallboy, wisest wizard, or... 
Red Bull, wisest wizard. And you specific, know, and specifically Red Bulls. Red Bull energy drink, wisest wizard. That could, could get pro- hairy after like two of them, dude. That <laughs> could get real rough. I could um probably survive that more easily than um Tallboy. Really? Yeah, I have like no tolerance for alcohol at this point. But dude, do you know how much caffeine is in <laughs> one of those things? There was just a study that came out that's like twenty five cups of coffee a day is still safe for the heart. I know that it's I, I mean it's it's one thing if it's safe, it's another thing if it's good. <laughs> right. Like this will technically not kill you. You know what else will technically not kill you? A lot of things. Like you could probably lick the inside of your oven right now and you <laughs> probably wouldn't kill you. That doesn't mean it's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good point too. Um Right in, let us know. What <laughs> yes, do you think uh, will be worse? Why is this wizard with tall boys at four point eight percent? Or uh Wisest wizard with Red Bulls at 4.8, like, megagrams of caffeine or whatever. I guess at 4.8%, um, that wouldn't be as bad. Uh, I mean, this is, it's not like you're having a tall boy of, like, two-hearted or, like, uh, blonde pineapple or anything like that. Uh, whatever it is. Pineapple. Hard pineapple. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hard um, pineapple. I, I also like the fact that the ABV is moderate here. Too. Sane. Well, I mean, like they said, people are going to have a bunch of these on the right. road. Makes it quaffable. And the fact that it says Ragbri on the can means that they're going to sell a truckload of these things. Like a literal truckload at each stop. Like it's going to be absurd. SOJ number two. <laughs> so I really like the front end. And so like three quarters of the front end I like. And then the last quarter of the tongue roll or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It kind of falls off a little bit for me. But overall, I like it. I'm going to give it a 3.75. Interesting. I was really thinking about a 4, because I I think this is a great beer, but maybe I'm just looking for a little more, or maybe the mood isn't quite right, or something like that, but uh, it could easily be a 4 in the right situation, maybe after riding a bike across cornfields. I feel like this one would be better if I was just, like, caked in sweat. Because you'd be like, Oh, I need anything right now would be awesome. Oh, this is even more awesome than awesome. Because it's a good anything. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah. This is a good beer. I like this beer. I would reach for this beer. This would pass the test. I will probably have a four-pack of this in my fridge at some point in the near future. Because I don't know when... Does it say when Ragbrae starts? It's probably got to say that on the can, right? Just had it brought up and now I don't have it. Yeah, whatever. July 21st. So I'm told that Ragbri starts on July 21st, which means this will be on uh, hand for at least 40 days as of this recording. And if it's anything like their Mission Creek lager, it'll be available after that. But I like that they're trying to crack into the macro crowd. I think that that is skewing my opinion because I'm in the middle on this. Mm. And I'm going to give it a 3.5 just because, like, it's good, but I'm not, I don't know. I wonder if this is a selection bias, whereas we usually do things that are, like, weird in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And then when we come across something normal, air quotes, it's it's this, and this is very well done. It would be better if mine was colder, but I think my fridge might die sometime soon. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. God, don't tell me about it. But, uh, but yeah, 3.5. I like this beer. I'll have more. Right. Yeah. That's their first stop on the uh, 
on our own rag rab cry. Right. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Steve, yeah. figure out an acronym, something that works for rab cry that doesn't involve me crashing my bike. <laughs> yeah, a road trip across Iowa. Maybe you can, the R can be road trip. I don't know. It's kind of fitting that we have the bike trip across Iowa beer open in our road trip series. It did work out well in that way. I was glad you chose this one for the first yes. one. So we'll be doing a few other Iowa beers and for various Iowa breweries in various Iowan towns. Mm-hmm. I wonder, did I did I get them from all different towns? Well, I think there's two Cedar Rapids ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. There are. Okay. I don't remember. I honestly forget these things like five seconds after I buy them, <laughs> so whatever. In any case, it's another one down the gullet. Michael, how about you hit everyone with those uh, social media plugs? Yeah, write in and tell us what you know. You can do it so in a variety of ways. <laughs> you can do it at <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, emails directly, apmpod at gmail.com. Also, check us out on Untapped, where host Emeritus Mike keeps up with all of our ratings there. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. That'd be awesome. But I think we'll leave it at that. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I've been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers.